It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Real Talk, talk. you got it, you, you can't, can't unlearn, unlearn the, the truth, truth. and here, here it comes, Real Talk with Chad Cushman, Cushman on, on the Green, Green Party, Party Radio, Radio Network. Network, and, and now, now coming, coming to you live from Vermont, here's Chad Cushman. It has been... Seriously, seriously cold. We have had temperatures dropping well, well below zero. Um, the, we have uh, one of those little weather machines outside. And the other night I saw it uh, dip down below at the, the fields like that's with the, with the wind chill at negative, 20, negative 27. I actually was able to grab my phone and get a picture of it. And it was still at negative twenty five. Um that's uh quite quite scary uh weather. It is uh now ten degrees with a feels like of uh of seven degrees and it's supposed to get colder. We've actually had to keep our uh water running just a little bit at night to uh keep the pipes from freezing. Um you're with Chad Cushman. Um, Real Talk on the Green Party Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, This is my Christmas special, hopefully my first annual. We'll we'll, uh, see from here, right? And um, unfortunately, it might be my last show of the year. I have a lot of uh, family stuff to do over the next couple weeks. Um, Thursday, we have a, a family get-together. My mom's up from Texas, and, and my Aunt Lynn's having a dinner. And that's my mom's youngest sister. She's actually closer to my age than, than my mom's age. So I grew up with her, um, and, and she's like a sister to me. And uh, I love her to death. She, you know, she, we grew up like really close. I've always been really close to her. And uh um, hopefully I'll get to see my other aunt, my aunt Diane. I'm really close with her too. Um, like I said, my they're uh, very close in age to me, and and they're and they're like sisters, and uh, and and they always they always treated me so great growing up, and they taught me a lot, and and I love the the family get-togethers we had when we were kids, and and you know after my grandparents passed away, they just kind of. Um, faded away kind of you know the the families just didn't get together as much and so we're doing that a little bit more lately for all the the what would be the grand the great grandchildren of my grandparents um and there's a few other things i'm i'm going to be uh spending um a few days with with a close friend of mine and uh then i'm picking up my son either Christmas night or or the day after Christmas. It's his uh, mom's turn to have him on Christmas um, this year. Uh, and we have a pretty good uh, uh, schedule on on splitting up the holidays for him. Um, and I get him the rest of the, the vacation. And uh, we did his we did his Christmas this past um, weekend. I had him this weekend and and uh, we did that, and he opened up his presents and everything already. Um, but there was a few more that are coming in the mail. Like I got one today that um, uh, uh, a friend of mine helped me out with um, getting, and uh, and I, I don't want to say it on air because, like I said, this is my Christmas special, and I'm I'm hoping he's going to uh, be listening. Um, it's it's hard for him. he doesn't have a, a much of a way to listen all the time where he lives. But uh, uh, he does listen to some of my shows afterwards. 
And um, tonight I am reading uh, How the Grinch Who Stole Christmas and Twas the Night Before Christmas. Um, these were my two favorite uh, Christmas stories when I was growing up. Um, Dr. Seuss was uh, my my favorite author when I was a child, and I loved the cartoon, and I liked the movie later on um, uh, when they made that. Um, but it was, it was one of my, uh, favorite stories and I've, I, because of the cold, I've been having a little bit of, of trouble with, uh, uh, my internet and stuff. So, and just in case I lose any of it, I can still broadcast over data, but I'll just lose the studio and won't be able to, to see if I get calls. But, uh, either way, if I lose my internet, I still have the phone and still can be on and, and I pretty much know the story by heart <laughs> so you know but uh if uh anyone does happen to call in i'm not going to answer while i'm reading um the stories but uh, uh I, I do don't mind if anybody would like to call in and, and share any um holiday stories that they have uh for any holiday of this this time of year um like I said, I grew up celebrating Christmas. My my that's what my ch- children celebrate, and so um, that's what I am going to read from tonight. If uh, I do get a chance, it, it, uh, I'm going to play it by ear. If I have any more shows, if I don't, I will um, see you guys after the new year. So right now, first of all, I am going to um, read. Uh, uh, a piece from um, the Wikipedia about how the Grinch stole Christmas. Uh, The Grinch Stole Christmas is a children's story by Theodore Dr. Seuss Giesel, written in rhyme verse with illustrations by the author. It follows the Grinch, a grouchy, solitary creature who attempts to put an end to Christmas by stealing Christmas-themed items from the homes of the nearby town of Whoville on Christmas Eve. Despite his efforts, Whoville's inhabitants still celebrate the holiday, so the Grinch returns everything that he stole and is the guest of honor at the Who's Christmas dinner. A little bit of trivia for you guys out there. Does anybody did anybody else put it together that that who the this whole thing takes place on a speck of dust? Remember, um, Horton hears a who and he talks to the who's on a speck of dust. Remember that. So this whole thing, Whoville and all that, the Grinch, that's 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 on a little speck of dust on a snowflake. It it, it shows it at the very beginning. It shows that it's on a snowflake. And a lot of people don't catch that, that that this all takes place on teensy, 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 teensy little snowflake. The story was published as a book by Random House in 1957 and at the approximately the same time in an issue of Red Book. The book criticizes the commercialization of Christmas based on a 207, 2000 in seven online poll, the National Education Oops, the National Education Association named it one of its teachers' top one hundred books for children. In two thousand and twelve it was ranked number sixty one among the top one hundred picture books in a survey published by the school library school library journal the fourth of five dr seuss books on the list that's really good the book was accept, was adapted as a christmas special twice a 1966 animated tv movie starring boris karloff as both the narrator and the voice of the grinch in a 2000 live action feature film starring jim carrey all right, now it's on to, uh, oh, my God, I just closed it. Um, hold on one second. I have to open it. In, uh, 
<laughs> Sorry about that. Like I said, I'm having a little bit of problems with my internet. So I have been for, for a little while. Um, I can get a new phone after the first of the year. I, I actually think pretty sure it is the phone, but I got laid off just a little while ago. So I, you know, the phone is actually last of the things on my list of uh, stuff to do. So, Grinch, here it is. Open it back up. All right. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. For Teddy Owens. Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. Now, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be, perhaps, that his shoes were too tight. I think that most likely reason of all may have been his heart was two sizes too small. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must find some way to stop Christmas from coming. For tomorrow, he knew. They'd sing. They'd And they'd sing, and they'd sing, 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 sing. And the more the Grinch thought of the Who Christmas sing, the more the Grinch thought, I must stop this whole thing. Why, 43 years I've put up with this now. I must stop this Christmas from coming. But how? Then he got an idea. An awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. All I need is a reindeer. The Grinch looked around. But since reindeer are scarce, there was none to be found. Did that stop the old Grinch? No, the Grinch simply said. If I can't find a reindeer, I'll make one instead. So he called his dog Max. Then he took some red thread, and he tied a big horn on top of his head. Then the Grinch said, Giddy up! And the sleigh started down towards the homes where the who lay a-snoozing in their town. Sorry, I'm going through the pictures. And, oh, it's a big picture book. <laughs> then, uh, then he slid down the chimney a rather tight pinch. But if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once for a moment or two. Then he stuck his head out of the fireplace flue where the little who stockings all hung in a row. These stockings, he grinned, are the first things to go. Then he slithered and slunk with a smile most unpleasant around the whole room. And he took every present, pop guns and bicycles, roller skates, drums, checkerboards, tricycles, popcorn and plums. He stuffed them in bags, then the Grinch very nimbly stuffed all the bags one by one. Up the chimney.
Then he slunk to the icebox. He took the who's feast. He took the who pitting, pudding, <laughs> he took the roast beast. He cleaned out the icebox as quick as a flash. Why that Grinch even took the last can of who hash. Then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee. And now, grinned the Grinch, I will stuff up the tree. The Grinch had been caught by this tiny who daughter who'd gotten out of bed for a cup of cold water. She stared at the Grinch and said, Santa Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? And his fib fooled the child. Then he patted her head. Whoa, I'm sorry. The book split on me. I missed part of this. But you know that old Grinch was smart and so slick. He thought up a lie and thought it up quick. Why, my sweet little tot, the fake Santa Claus lied. There's a light on this tree that won't light on one side. I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there. Then I'll bring it back here. His fib food the child, then he patted her head, then he got her a drink, and he sent her to bed. And when Cindy Lou Who went to bed with her cup, he went to the chimney and stuffed the tree up. Then the last thing he took was the log for their fire. And he went up the chimney himself, the old liar. On the walls he left nothing but the hooks and some wire. Uh, I did it again. And one speck of food that he left in the house was a crumb that was even too small for a mouse. And then he did the same thing to the other who houses, leaving crumbs much too small for other who mouses. For quarter past dawn, it was quarter past dawn, and all all the who's still abed, all the who's still a snooze, when he packed up his sled, packed it up with their presents, the ribbons, the wrappings and tags, the tinsels, the trimmings and trappings. 3,000 feet up, up the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode with the load on top of it to dump it. Poo-poo to the who's. He was grinchously humming. They're finding out now no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the Who's in Whoville will all cry boo-hoo. It's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. So he paused. And the Grinch put a hand to his ear. And he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started it started in low, then it started to grow. But why this sound sounded merry. It could be so. But it was merry, very. He dazed down at Whoville. The Grinch popped his eyes. Then he shook. What he saw was a shop 
shocking surprise. Every who in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came somehow or other. It just came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet, ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without boxes or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. And the Grinch thought of something he hadn't thought of before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say, the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And the minute his heart didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light. He brought back the toys and the food for the feast, and he, he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. And that is the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. It was one of my favorite stories growing up. I uh, I remember being having it read to me when I was a little kid. I remember um, watching it many, many, many times as a child. Um, I remember getting older and uh, the game played every time that they say uh, the word who and you take a drink off your beer and uh, you know uh, I remember you know that get that has stayed with me the cartoon and the movie and you know the story it all stayed with me all my life and uh, I've read the story to uh, many of my younger many of the my younger cousins and uh many of uh many other kids that I babysat and I uh I think I even read it to my my little brothers growing up. Um I know I've read it to uh kids. Hopefully I'll get a chance of reading it to my grandchildren. And, uh, you know, and I'll watch the, I'll watch it, I'll watch the, uh, sorry, my roommate's messing with me while I'm trying to do my show, which is totally uncool. Sorry about that, folks, I'm trying to, uh, do my show and my roommate's messing with me here. He thinks it's funny. And, uh. I, I'm trying to do something here, you know what I mean? And and he's sitting here taking stuff away from me and, and you know. But I, I mess with him all the time. Um, if you go to uh, Gru, the bad guy, on Facebook, I accidentally spelled it G-R-U-E because, you know, I, I had a little bit of a buzz and, and the, the, you know, I keep his life interesting. He's my best friend, and I didn't know that that Facebook made it so that you couldn't change your name back for 60 days. So as a joke, I changed his name to Gru the Bad Guy, and uh, he's got a over 30 days left, and uh, he's been a good sport about it. He let me. I found a picture of Gru, you know, from Minions, you know, the Minions movie, The Despicable Me, for him to put up. So if you go to 
Gru, the bad guy on Facebook, and and you can see my best friend there that was just messing with me. I'm tempted to uh, share his his page for you guys, so you know. But uh, where were we? We were on. The uh, Grinch stole Christmas. Okay. Um, I'm 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 really hoping that I can. Uh, uh, read it to my grandchildren, you know, I think that would be really great, because it is, it is one of my favorite stories, unfortunately, it, uh, it's just, um, Christmas has been, you know, has become too commercialized, and, and I do see, see where the moral of that is trying to, to steer it, you know, you are with Chad Cushman. This is Real Talk on the Green Party Radio Networks, um, Blog Talk Radio. And if you would like to catch us any of uh, <coughs> the recorded uh, shows, you can catch them here on the archives in Blog Talk. You can also catch them. Um, we're in uh, a whole bunch of places now. Uh, we're in iTunes and Player FM and, uh, I can't even remember. I'll tune in, um, this place, Stitcher, uh, this place called Sprecher. If you guys could check that out, that would be really cool because the more listeners we get there, it helps our chances to get into iHeartRadio and iHeartRadio is big. Um, I don't know how many of you guys out there use iHeartRadio. I use iHeartRadio. My son uses it. Like a lot of people I know use it. And to get into iHeartRadio, um, we need to get listeners on Sprecher. So anybody that uses that, please check us out on Sprecher. <coughs> Searching Green uh, Green Party Radio, uh, Green Party Radio podcasts, um, Real Talk. You you can you can catch us out catch us in there um but yeah catch us in any of those any of those places now um the other shows uh the gpr show green party radio propers on sunday and and wednesday mornings uh 9 a.m uh eastern standard time um that's don and larry uh ellis their brothers and uh they do news and and interviews and stuff um mostly uh green party um, um other progressive and and independent news and um they do some really good interviews they've had some great people on there um Andy Kinney does Tuesday nights uh at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, her show, uh, Just Saying. Uh, she is great. She does random stuff. Um, she is uh, uh, great. She She's like me. She does, she does random stuff. Um, and all the, all the people I work with are, are great people. You know, um, they they try to make their shows fun and informative. They they do their research. Um, you know, uh, and and we're all real people. We're we're working class. You know, real real people that you know. Um, uh, uh, Larry, Don, and I are all. Um, are all single parents uh, uh and and you know all of us are just like i said real people just trying to get information out there and you know the the mainstream media just doesn't do it for us anymore so we're doing this and tonight is my christmas special so i am going to get to my second uh uh, like I told you, I, I am having some serious problems. I've been having them for a couple of weeks now. I know that. I am going... Okay. Twas the night before Christmas poem. 
His name is Clement Clark Moore. And this is a miniature biography. Clark Moore. 1799-1863. Came from a prominent family, and his father, Benjamin Moore, was the bishop of New York who was a famous who was famous for officiating at the inauguration of Washington, George Washington. Wow, that's cool. The tradition the tradition of reading the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem on Christmas Eve is now a worldwide institution and tradition. Now I'm not doing a show on Christmas Eve, so I am doing it now. Um, I have read this uh, story uh, on Christmas Eve to my children, um, to cousins and stuff. Uh, we watched the the show. There's there's a couple of cartoons. Um, I seem to remember one when I was a little kid with little mice. Does anybody remember that? There was a. Um, if anybody knows that, they can post it on one of my. Um, on one of my show posts or comment to me or something, you know, send me a, a, a message in Facebook or something. Uh, there was a, a Christmas a Christmas cartoon when we were kids, and I thought it was made for, and it had a couple little mice, and I think they lived in, like, a church clock or something like that, a church tower clock. Uh, it, it, anyone else remembers that? I just I, I can only remember just that little bit. So we are going to read this. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, and hopes that Saint Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief, and I and my cap, had just settled down our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wandering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his cursors they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that night before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet an obstacle, mount the sky. So up the housetop, the coursers, they flew. With the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas, too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow. The beard of his chin was as white as the snow. 
The stump of his pipe held tight in his teeth, and he smoked it and circled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face <coughs> and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was a chubby, plump, and right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me no, I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work. He filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying a finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. I always loved that when I was a little kid. It was like uh, I I waited. There was two things that, I I mean, I I loved the Grinch who stole Christmas, but two things that I waited for, um, was 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 to hear that story or to see it on on TV on Christmas Eve because that meant Christmas was here, and then of course uh, a Christmas story with little Ralphie on on uh, on on Christmas Day you know being played over and over and over and over. That was awesome, of course. We still got to watch that. At least once on Christmas, you know. Clement Clark Moore wrote the poem, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas," also called A Visit from St. Nicholas, in 1822. It is now the tradition in many American families to read the poem every Christmas Eve. The poem, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas," has redefined our image of Christmas and Santa Claus. Prior to the creation of the story, of Twas the Night Before Christmas, St. Nicholas, the patron saint of children, had never been associated with a sleigh or reindeers. Clement Moore, the author of the poem, was Twas the Night Before Christmas, was a reticent man and is believed that a family friend, Miss H. Butler, sent a copy of the poem to the New York Sentinel who published the poem. <coughs> The condition of the publication was that the author of Twas the Night Before Christmas was to remain anonymous. The first publication date was December twenty third, was December twenty third, eighteen twenty three, and it was an immediate success. It was not until eighteen forty four that Clement Clark Moore claimed ownership when the work was included in a book of his poetry. I thought that was uh, pretty cool to have the little bit of, uh, you know, information with it. Um, I always uh, like that stuff. Um, Well, growing up um, in Vermont, we, you know, we usually had the the white Christmases. Um, I've noticed a change, you know. The the climate change thing. I, I like I said. I don't want to get into political stuff on these shows, so I'm not. Um, but the the climate change thing this year, it's looking like it's going to be uh, a white Christmas. It has been very cold. We're expecting snow, um, so my son's going to enjoy a white Christmas. But I can remember those when I was a child, with feet of snow. It seemed, you know. And we would wake up on Christmas morning, and we would have new sleds, <laughs> you know. And, and, you know, that would be one of the things we did on Christmas. We'd <laughs> go out and, and play ball or something, and, uh, and uh, <coughs> the snow. I can remember Thanksgivings and, and Christmas, depending on how bad the weather was at my grandmother's and, and going out and, 
and some of the neighbor kids coming over and stuff, and, and we'd be out there playing ball and, and you know, football and, and or soccer or, you know, or something in the snow sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'd have a blast, you know, or we'd be out fighting and, and, and Nowadays, and and I and I, I gotta say, you know, I, I let my my boy do it too. I, I guess um, in the uh, on the video games, outside being a real kid, I, I should probably uh, get out there with him more. You know, I'm hoping this year I can. I saw a thing on the news today, and I thought it was really cool. I couldn't find it yet. It hadn't been posted on, uh, um, but on uh, WCAX uh, Channel 3, which is our local uh, news station uh, here in Vermont, and it was talking about, um, and I only caught part of it because I really don't like watching uh, uh, the mainstream media, but my roommate was watching it because he still, you know, watches that stuff. But I did catch part of a thing that they had that um, in one of the cities here in Vermont, they have a thing where there is a couple of different religions that are getting together and working together and doing something. And uh, I thought that was really cool, especially here around in the holidays. Um, One of the things I posted, or one of the things on, on the little slideshow, if you're actually um, listening to my show live, um, the little slideshow has a uh, um, uh, a picture on it of uh, a Christmas thing um, where I'm trying to find where where it was pretty sure I had it in my I don't know where I had it where I got it well anyways it was it. Uh, I found it somewhere on Facebook but it didn't really have much to it but what it looked like was a Muslim family owned restaurant offering a Christmas dinner to homeless people in their area you know like I was saying on, on my last couple of shows, it doesn't matter what you celebrate. You know, it, you get into the spirit of the time of year. You know, it, it's this time of year. Um, the winter solstice is in a couple of days. It's when uh, the days actually start to get longer again. Um, you know, it, it, it starts to, things start to get new. It starts, you know, the, the old religions, that's, that's what that was about. It was, you know, about the defeating of it. Yes, it's going to get colder, especially up here in Vermont, but it's going to get, it's, it's supposed to mean it's going to get better now, you know, that. And so it's it should be a time to celebrate. Most of the holidays this time of year are for celebrating. Uh, on my last show, I, I read from that, and, and all the holidays, even some of them, the, the fake ones and stuff, are, are about celebrating and, and, ha- and having a good time. And, you know, so people should be doing that. And, and it doesn't matter what or or who you are what you celebrate there there is absolutely no reason why you can't that it has to be just your celebration you know um somebody upset me today uh because um trump was on tv and he wished everybody a merry christmas and they said yeah, good job. He said Merry Christmas instead of fucking Happy Holidays. And, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry uh, excuse the language. I just, I just repeated what they said. And, and uh, uh, 
it, it upset me because it, it shouldn't be that way, you know? Why? That, that was one of the stupidest remarks I've heard this person ever say in my life. And I was extremely appalled and extremely let down. We don't have to be that way. Seriously, we don't have to be that way. To me, I feel it is beneath us as as a whole. It's beneath us as human beings to to look at it that way. Uh, Good job for saying Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. Bring back Merry Christmas. You don't. You don't even care. You're. You're. You're not even a Christian, dude. You know, the guy. You don't go to church or nothing. You know, nothing about Christmas. The only thing about Christmas you are is is about the the commercialism of it. That's all. You know, this person is not even a religious person. What What is it about that? You know, they couldn't. They couldn't give me a straight answer about it. They got mad at me. And that's ridiculous. That's that's how ignorant of people we have become about this stuff. I'm not saying it's bad to say Merry Christmas. Of course not. It's great to say Merry Christmas. But I'm saying it's bad to say, you know, bring back Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. Say either one of them. Say both of them. But just, you know, mentality like that is what keeps us uncivilized. And in this time, you know, and I don't mean just, you know, because it's like 2016 and we should be not just grown up, but we should be civilized. This time of year that's supposed to be a good time of year, it's supposed to be a happy time of year, you know, and maybe it is, you know, overly commercialized, you know. And that's way bred into us because, you know, it, the millennials completely, but even the baby boomers are, that was already into them that Christmas, you know, when when they came along that Christmas was this big thing. So we got a minimum of three generations of of people that this time of year has has been, you know, had commercialism into them, you know. So it's not something that people are going to break from easy. I don't. I'm not saying you got to break from it, but be considerate to other people's, you know, other people's beliefs. So there, you know, there are other beliefs. There have been thousands of gods in human history. There have been hundreds, thousands of holidays. You know, the ones I listed last week. You know, that that was just, I bet you that if it got really in-depth, I bet you if I did some really serious research, I could come up with an easy hundred of them for that time of year. I bet you there's more because there was there's probably lots and lots of individual ones. Those were just ones that were celebrated in multiple countries and it even said at the top, you know, that it was ones that are celebrated in multiple countries. There's lots of little, you know, ones that are just celebrated in states and stuff here in the United States. Look how many places have their own little tiny celebrations and stuff. So none of that is a bad thing, you know? I mean, inherently... Human beings seem to need a reason to celebrate. So why is it a bad thing? You know, we want we want to feel good. I mean, is is it wrong to want to be happy? 
I mean, if you really think it's wrong to want to be happy, I'm I'm sorry. We, you're the one with the problem, <laughs> not the rest of us. So you know that's that's what I'm gonna do from now on for the rest of my life. I am not just going to be Merry Christmas because that's what I celebrate. And I'm going to teach my children, my grandchildren, my cousins, my friends, everybody that I know that it's not just Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or Joyous Coenza and, and or Happy Boxing Day or, you know, and and I say happy holidays because I want, and, you know, that's good. Well, I, hey, maybe it's a lazy way of doing it because it's getting them all. <laughs> but uh, either way, you know. And it's not because I don't want to say Merry Christmas to a Jewish person thinking I'll offend them because, honestly, I don't care if, if my saying Merry Christmas offends somebody either. It's not meant to be offending. If I say Merry Christmas to you, say Happy Hanukkah back to me. That's fine with me. It's not going to offend me. I'm going to be like, wow, cool. You know, I'm getting a Merry Christmas and I'm getting a Happy Hanukkah. Woohoo! To me, that's cool. It should be cool to you. It really should be. So I haven't. I used to give out the burner homework before um, before the convention, and 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 Clinton minions ruined it all for us. So I guess this is kind of a, maybe a holiday homework. Um, if you got kids or access to them, or even do it to your significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife your dog, cat, whatever, go out and find a great holiday story and sit down with them and read it to them or watch it, you know, if it's a movie or a TV show. Or go out to the movies, you know, do something. Just take somebody special to you and do something that's completely in the holiday spirit. And, you know, and and if you really, 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 really want to get into the holiday spirit, try something from somebody else's holiday. If you're a Christian, go try something from a Jewish holiday. Go ask one of your Jewish friends to participate in something to do with Hanukkah. If 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 you're Jewish, go ask your Christian friends to participate in something to do with Christmas. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to promise you something. Your God is not going to smite you. I promise you. I absolutely promise you. Because you know why? Because I'm still talking. Because all of your gods would have smited me for saying that, all right? I'm still talking. Still, still talking. I said I'm still talking several times. I, I, I'm fine. If, if I'm fine, if I didn't just insult all of your religions and, and get smited by at least the, one of them, I think you're all fine to go and, and, and try your friend's holiday traditions I, I offer that up as like a little bit of homework or a challenge to everybody out there go try something different break your traditions no actually no don't break your traditions keep your traditions add extend to your traditions make a new tradition of trying something new Find something new, something from a new holiday, something from an old holiday. Google something and try it. Go to your neighbor, try it. Like I said, anything, it doesn't matter. Find a different holiday tradition and try it. 
It doesn't matter what it is. It really doesn't. As long as it's something that interests you. Even if it's something that upsets you, maybe that's even the better thing. Because it's something you don't understand. Maybe that's something you should try. Because this world, we have to live in it. You have to live in this world. You have to grow old in it. You have to die in it. You have to bring lives into it. You bring children into it. Your children will bring children into it. We have to live with the people to our right, to our left, the people in front of us, the people in behind us. We have to live with all the other people on this. So you might as well get used to them. Instead of hating them and trying to kill them or trying to force them into into your your beliefs and 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 or hating them for for not believing in or what you what you believe in, why don't you check out what they got? Check out what they believe in. You don't have to change to it. You don't have to believe in it. But seriously, honestly. Can you tell me what it's going to hurt you, who it's going to hurt to just go out and experience it? And that's my challenge to everybody out there. That's a Christmas present that I ask for all of you to give to yourselves. I want for Christmas. The only thing I want for Christmas this year is for at least one person to tell me that they tried something new. That's it. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. I just want one single person on this planet to tell me that they tried something new. I, I, if, if that happens, anybody tells me that they tried something new this year then then um then my christmas was made and uh, this will have been with uh, with uh, compiled with with all the other things that have happened for me this christmas it'll have made one of the best christmases in my entire life the best one in a really long time so that's that's what i'm asking that's all I want for Christmas. So uh, I'm going to let you guys go. Um, I had a good night reading those stories. Um, while I was doing it, it brought back some memories of, of uh, sitting. Uh, <laughs> I can remember sitting in, in front of the watch, stringing popcorn and 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 drinking uh like soda or Kool-Aid and and eating half the popcorn while I was stringing it and <laughs> and we were getting ready to uh for Christmas oh being a kid was the best and yeah definitely definitely my favorite uh cartoon when I was a kid was a interesting Christmas. All right. Good night. Happy holidays. Whatever you guys celebrate. Like I said, all I want for Christmas is for somebody to tell me that they tried something new this year. Okay? That's it. And uh you all have happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Ha Joyce Kwanzaa uh happy Hanukkah. Um I don't know the rest of them so just have a good time be safe you know if you party please please have a designated driver or stay where you're being. have somebody whatever
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.